This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains you to harness the power of community through media narrative and critical consciousness. I am Riazullah Ali Ghazai. Tonight, we share a panel discussion recorded at the Islamic Center of New Mexico. This panel was meant to allow community to ask questions and improve understanding of Islamic faith. Speakers include Haris Ziai, Islamic Center of New Mexico board member, Imam Fazil Ahmed of the Islamic Center of New Mexico, Abdul Rauf Kampuz Markadi, Imam of the Lighthouse of New Mexico, Ahmed Hassan, professor at UNM and the president of board for Salam Academy, Tova Entrads of the Nahala Shalom, Mariam Salas, sister coordinator of the Islamic Center of New Mexico, Sabiha Qureshi, owner of Masha Manufacturing, and Khalil Qasim, instructor at Sanafi Community College. And stay tuned after the panel when we will feature an interview with an older Sahib Zada Muzaffaruddin, also known as Saab, who will share with us the meaning of Holy Month of Ramadan. Now, Haris Ziai begin this panel discussion for the Islamic Center of New Mexico. Some of the faces that I'm seeing here I recognize, and, and some of them are new. So I want to congratulate you for taking the step to come here to the Islamic Center and joining us in having conversations about things that are important to us and then you asking questions that are important to you. My name is Haris Ziai. I'm on the board of the Islamic Center of New Mexico. And so what we'll do is I'll introduce the panelists, or I'm sorry, they'll introduce themselves. What I'll encourage you to do is ask any questions that you think are important and relevant in, in the essence of Islam, in what you want to know about Islam, or what you want to know about Masjid. Masjid is the place of prayer that you're in today. And here, we call this the Islamic Center because it's not tied to just prayer. We also have functions, we have events like this, we have uh, breaking of our for Ramadan, and so this is a, a family functioning event that helps the entire community, our community, and it's important for us to recognize that this community is not made up of just people from Afghanistan, or people from Pakistan, people from the Arabian Peninsula, or people from Indonesia, or China, or Cuba, Muslims have a representation everywhere, I don't know if you know this, but Muslims were fasting and praying and having Ramadan in the 1600s. So what we'll do is we'll introduce everybody. We were very strategic in picking who was going to be on the panel because they bring all the ethnicities. It's about 25 that make up the people that come here to pray. And everybody here speaks multiple languages, but they also come from multiple backgrounds. And myself, I've been here since 1989, and I'm originally from Afghanistan. What's important is that, you know, my kids are born here, that you, that your kids, your grandkids have. We want success, we want health, we want peace, we want us all to collaborate and work together. And those are critical things that we all want, safety. And we've been lucky to work with a great leadership in the mayor's office here. We were able to work with the APD police department, as a few of them are here, who work closely with us to ensure the safety and, and rights are held for all our, our Muslim community. But we're not focused on just our Muslim community. We're also focused on our interfaith community, which is very important to us. How can
some guidelines as far as what we want to do today, but obviously the spirit of discussion today is dialogue, not debate, and a question and answer session without having to feel embarrassed about what you ask and without having to feel embarrassed on us answering truly what Muslims' thoughts and beliefs are, but at the same time, it's not meant to be confrontational, it's meant to be a question and dialogue. So, welcome. This is the Islamic greeting, greeting of peace, and peace be upon all of you, and peace be on all of us, and blessings from God, blessings from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings from you. And my name is Fulail Ahmad, Shaykh. My last name is Shaykh. Fulail means the superior, and the Ahmad is praiseworthy. And that the one of the names of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, peace be upon him, as well. So, alhamdulillah, it's honor for me to be a part of ICMN, Islamic Center of Community. Alhamdulillah, a warm welcome all of you. Thank you so much for coming to this event and making this so beautiful. Thank you so much. My name is Abdul Rahuf Campos Marketi. Lighthouse in Mexico, which is one of the Muslim communities in Albuquerque. Our focus primarily is, of course, prayer, worship, being of service to the community. I'd just like to welcome everybody. I was born here in the United States. I was born in Spanish Harlem, Brooklyn, New York. But my parents are from Cuba, and my first language was actually Spanish. So, Assalamu alaikum. My name is Ahmed Hassan, and again, thank you for spending your evening with us today, afternoon. I hold that job in professor at the University of New Mexico, but I'm also the president of the board of Salam Academy, the school here in town, it's a school for K-12. And I'm bringing to the discussion some of the perspective I had as an academician, which is trying to see if there's any question that needs to address the synergy between what is religion from what is culture and what is policy. So that, that is my area of interest, is trying to make sure some of those synergies here sometimes create misconception, and this misconception can be picked quickly in the media to propagate it and make it sure like a, like a true scholar. So please feel free to ask any question here, and uh, we, the more questions the merrier, and we'd like to have the opportunity to answer your question. Thank you. My name is Mary Salas. I'm an infectious disease provider at the University of New Mexico. I'm also an HIV primary care provider and the associate program director for the Infectious Disease Fellowship at the University of New Mexico. And I also am the sisters coordinator for ICNM. It's been a really great honor and pleasure to serve on this board. Just to let you know, it's a, it's a family event. Just very happy to be able to not necessarily represent, but be one of the sisters that's part of the community and here today. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Sabiha Qureshi. I've been here since 1989. Got married to my husband. He was here for years before that. And uh, mother of three. I'm also a small business owner doing online marketing, etc. And proud to be, alhamdulillah, Muslim because all my education and everything was done in Catholic schools and colleges. So I pretty much know all the Hail Marys. I've done all the stuff, volunteered, etc. So I literally learned Islam when I 
family here. You know, I've been here since '89, and I love every minute of it. And would love to share. We help out with faith uh, organization, interfaith meetings, etc. And I would be happy to answer the questions. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Khalid Qasim, in English Khalid Qasim. Or, or as I tell my students, Mr. K, for simplicity. Currently, I teach mathematics college level for the Santa Fe Community College. I have done that previously for about 20 years for UNM and 16 for CNM. Came here in 1995 from Yemen. If you have any question related to how, when a Muslim professor work here in the university in the U.S., how does it look like? I'm willing to answer. Also, I just want to grab your attention to some words you're going to hear here. Like, for example, we use the word God and Allah alternatively. When we mention the name of the Prophet Muhammad or the Prophet Jesus or Moses, we'll always say, peace be upon him. And we can say that in Arabic or in, in English. When you hear people saying, Alhamdulillah, that means praise be to God. And they are saying that for whatever they achieve or for wishing you a good uh, life. You know, I'm a teacher, so I need clarification to be made there. Welcome to here, and thank you for sharing with us this moment. My name is Tova Hendricks, and I am not a Muslim. I am a Jewish person, and I belong to a congregation called Nahalat Shalom, which is here in Albuquerque. And after the current president was elected a couple years ago, Nahalat Shalom and the Islamic Center in Mexico reached out to each other to form a group to work together on some of our common interests in protecting each other. And, for example, we have gotten together and formed a little group with members from both congregations that we call Muslims and Jews United, we took that name. That group has, for example, testified together in front of the Albuquerque City Council in favor of an immigrant-friendly city ordinance. And we also testified together in front of the on a similar matter. We've met with some of our political leaders, and we have also engaged in some visiting with each other. For example, last summer we had a time when Nahalachua members were invited here to ICNM for a Saturday night prayer event, and we had another occasion where ICNM members were invited to Nahalachua for a Friday night event. So we've done some things together, and also with our children, some things together. Right now we have an art project called Welcome the Stranger, which is based on our different religious traditions, a way of saying that in our traditions we welcome the stranger based on our religious beliefs. And there's an art project now that's hanging up at Knowledge Lums Art Gallery that everybody's welcome to come to. So I have been honored to be asked to open this panel today. And so I say shalom, salam, and peace be so this this morning there was a there was a lady here, a sister here, who, who is a non-Muslim who was visiting us, and she was very open and, and and sharing. And she said, "I really had a lot of concerns to come to ICNM in the masjid. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to expect. I didn't know if people were going to try to convert me. I didn't know what was going to happen. What is this open house? What is this event?" And she was very open and asked a very nice question. And I appreciated her honesty and the fact that she was able to ask it. I think the fact that you're here is not for anything that we're trying to convert anyone. We're just building bridges. And as Tova mentioned, you know, we work together collaboratively with a lot of different faith groups, a lot of different organizations. 
And the reason is, as I mentioned before, is our, our goals are one really for safety, security, and success for our community. We love our communities, we love our families and children, and we want us to be successful. And we have some difficult times that have we've seen this year and the last couple of years, whether it's politically motivated and charged, or whether it's you know, just the lack of education, if you will. I think the goal is how do we build those bridges, how do we open up dialogue so we can get to know each other better. And, you know, we're all of the Abrahamic faith and the religions. I don't know, I'll ask you a question before you ask me a question. And the question is, who is the most prophet that's named in the Quran? Any guesses on who is the most named in the Quran? Great, great answer. So he's mentioned 20... Six times. So he is not the number one. Abraham, is, I don't know how many times Abraham is mentioned, you know, Chef? Specifically, but he is not the number one. I don't know if you know the answer. Moses. So I heard I heard someone say Muhammad. So he is mentioned five times in the world. And uh, Moses is mentioned over 120 times. And, and so I think it's important to understand, you know, a lot of us have, have heard a lot about the Qur'an and may not understand what the Qur'an is and you may have never even seen one. And so I think it's important, I think that's one of the things we talked this morning is if you haven't seen it and you haven't heard it and you're getting your information from a third party, how do you get it from the primary source? And how do you get it? And that's our goal, is to ask questions, things that we can answer today and then additionally...
basic pillars of Islam, six fundamentals of Islam. Wherever you go, you find any color, any ethnicity, any language. If he is he or she is a Muslim, they follow these criteria and these fundamentals. Yeah, I think we have three communities in Albuquerque, and it's just Islam is growing. So, just like any other congregations, most of us, in fact, all of us, I would say from the three masjids, we've all branched out from here. So, we pray the same, we read the same Quran, everything's pretty much the same. So, we're just a growing community, growing congregations. One of the things I wanted to say, I grew up in New York City. Um, one of the things that amazes me are some of these numbers that there's over 350 mosques in New York City. Um, there are 2,500 masjids and growing in America, in the United States. So just about in every town, every city, you will find one all the way up to potentially hundreds of, of mosques. So Islam is not something small, something rare. According to the CIA World Book, and I always use that as my population statistics, I get it from the CIA, there are 10 million Muslims in America. There are 1.7 billion and growing Muslims in the world. 15%, and again, this is a big misconception, 15% of the Muslims in the world are from the Arab or the Middle East. The other 85% are people from all over the world. The largest Muslim country is Indonesia. The largest region is uh, the Far East that includes Indonesia, Malaysia, China, Pakistan, India. Um, and so Islam is a world religion. Um, as you can see here, we've got people from all over the place. Uh, one of the things that attracted me immediately to Islam was the first time I went to a mosque. And I saw people from everywhere, South Africa, Japan, China, Jordan, Syria, Egypt, African countries, Senegal. So it's, it's really a world religion. This picture of the terrorist with his turban on, and this is really a misconception. Well, again, I'm Brother Dr. Ostead, but I'm still not growing in numbers. I, uh, I'm here for 25 years. In fact, March 16, that last March here, at uh, 10.45 p.m., that marked my 25th anniversary. Since I came here and uh, declaring my faith in Islam, I feel very welcome in the community in Albuquerque. That's why I love it dearly here because the community here itself is so diverse and we can appreciate the diversity as well. Uh, just a very small story to share. My, my boss at the institute that I was working with, which is part of the Mexican Tech, Dr. Morrison, he was a Mormon. And he was the best people I ever met. And one day we moved to another building where my office, the door is just made for glass. So he knows that pray five times a day. So what he did, he went during the weekend with his wife to shop for a curtain. And he came and he put the curtain himself and told me that to make sure when you pray, have your privacy at once the office. This is, this is, shows me the greatness this country that really value the diversity and value the freedom of religion. That's something we never to forget. And that will make this country.
Welcome back to Generation Justice, where tonight we share a panel discussion recorded at the Islamic Center of New Mexico. This panel was meant to allow the community to ask questions and improve understanding of the Islamic faith. Speakers include Haris Ziai, Islamic Center of New Mexico's board member, Imam Fazil Ahmed of the Islamic Center of New Mexico, Abdul Rauf Campos Marcari, Imam of the Lighthouse of New Mexico, Ahmed Hassan, Professor at UNM, and the President of Board for Salam Academy, Tova Entrids of Nahalat Shalom, Mariam Salas, Sister Coordinator of the Islamic Center of New Mexico, Sabiha Qureshi, Owner of Masha Manufacturing, and Khalil Qasim, Instructor at Sanafi Community College. Let's get back to this discussion. So the unity that we have in Islam, in Judaism, and also in Christianity, 
is that Ibrahim is the father of the Abrahamic traditions. Abraham, from Ibrahim came his two sons. Allah, Allah told Ibrahim that from him will come essentially two great nations. So from Isaac are the descendants of the Jewish tradition, the people that we call Bani Israel, um, the people of the book, which again are our cousins. And from, from Ishmael also came the, the line of prophets of Moses and Jesus and David and Solomon. And from, I'm uh, sorry, I got it backwards, sorry. From, from Isaac, Ishaq, came the house of, of David, essentially, the house of David um, and Moses. And from uh, Ishmael, uh, descendants of Prophet Muhammad. So, so we, we have that joint tradition of our father being Abraham. And even farther than that, because if we go all the way back, it really begins with Adam and Adam and Adam. So this Abrahamic tradition, we really have, from this Islamic perspective, we have the same thing. Because Islam for us started with Adam and Eve. And from Adam and Eve came all of the, the lineage of all, all the two prophets. Um, from the Jewish tradition, the Christian tradition, and uh, the Islamic tradition. The, the Arabic language is, is really fascinating. I actually learned Arabic as, as, a, as a teenager. So I'm from Ohio. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Like, people are like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I wish I was from someplace exotic. But it's really, it's Ohio. Um, and my, my husband is, is Borkenyo. He's like from Albuquerque. And that's how, that's how I came here. But, um, so I, I moved to Dubai when I was a teenager because my dad got a job there. He's a, he's a city planner. He wrote the zoning code for all those big buildings. By his famous work. Um, so I learned Arabic when I was like 12 and 13, um, mostly because I like to talk a lot and I don't like being in a room where I can't like contribute, so I had to learn. <laughs> Almost, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but every word in Arabic can be broken down to three letters, correct? Every word, no matter how long it is, has a root of three letters. So, so we talk about the word Allah being being one of being the name of a, a name for God in Islam, God has 99 names. All uh, uh, are attributes. After Allah, one of the most common used ones is Ar-Rahman, which is the merciful. So, if you take Ar-Rahman, the merciful, and you break it down to its root, which is Rahama, interestingly, Rahim is the uterus, and the belief is that the the, the cradle of all mercy is innate in women, and that God placed mercy in women. And so it is innate in women and acquired by men. <laughs> so, so, so I love that. I love that, that, that one of the most common names for Allah comes from uh, a root which is used for the universe. So uh, remember at the very beginning, and when I told you as a teacher or a professor that uh, we can use the word Allah, and God. Alternatively, I said that at the beginning, right? We said that. We can. So, um, when the Sheikh talk about, you know, because the Quran was in Arabic, all the Muslims now, when they do their prayers, they remember that portion of the Quran that is necessary to do the prayers, and they say it in Arabic. Everything else they can do in their own language. 
And I think the people who translate it the way or interpret it the way, they they make a, you know, how, how should I say, you know how when people here write the name God, you know, they choose to use capital letters for all of right? Out of, out of respect. So some maybe of the Muslims would, would, would say, okay, uh, you know, Allah is the name of God and he gave that name to himself. Why are we changing it? But majority understood among Muslim scholars that we can use the word God in the place of the word Allah with no problem. To the best of my understanding. Just I would like to make mention this. You can say Allah. So Allah, the top of it, Allah. And I would like to explain it. My name is Fulai. If we take few words out of it, the meaning going to be completely different. And Fuzl means the this is the greatness. And Dal means the one who went astray. So if we take few words out of my name, meaning going to be completely And Allah is the only one, only one word. As much as many words we can make or put into it, the meaning going to be remains. See, that's what I would like to explain it in Arabic. Allah is the name. And if someone takes Arif Other, if someone take Lam out, Ilah the name. And if someone take all these Alif Lam Lam out, only Ha, that mean also Allah. So Allah, this is the beauty of Allah's name. We can pronounce Allah completely, or we can take few words. Change. 
Because when I hear it, and as the Imam was talking, I was getting teary eyed because of the beautiful uh, way that the language is built of the Arabic. But when we, some of us hear it, that we have not the historical perspective or the feeling or the passion behind it, then we may have a different response. And so we're here to try to change that response and try to explain what is it that we feel when we hear Allah Akbar versus what you hear when you hear Allah So that's part of it as well. One thing, so why we pray in Arabic? So because it is the words of God. And we feel joy and words of God itself have a power. And Alhamdulillah, by the grace of God, and uh, I'm not Arabic speaker, and I born and raised in India, and I'm not entirely Arabic that was there. And right now, you can hold any Quran, any Quran, with translation, you can ask me right now, and get answer from anywhere. So, Alhamdulillah, it is the miracle of God. So, even any small child can be. And Prophet Jesus, Prophet Isa, he was among the Jewish community. What did he say? I am not denying entire prophethood who came before me. I am testifying and I agree. And as Allah I am going to recite that verse in Arabic as well now. And he will mention, So this verse from chapter number 61, verse number 5, and he made mention when some of man, Prophet Isa, when he came, I said, I came to you, O son of Israel, to testify who came before Prophet Moses, and testify to And I'm giving you glad timing about Prophet, uh, uh, about the one who come after me. His name would be Ahmad. So that's what mentioned in the Bible. I have to go. If I won't go, he didn't come. He won't come. So that's the one. So he is the one, uh, Prophet Muhammad, he is pointing out towards the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, he will come to you. So anyhow, and the another thing is we believe in all uh, Prophets religion which we say the heavenly religion and our prophet make mention I won't say I'm the only prophet I'm one of the prophet and I'm seal of the prophet and I'm at the last brick in the castle of the prophets Islam is not a new religion basically Islam is a submission to God and that's what it is so it's nothing new it's been in existence as the Imam said from what God's creation of religion was. And so that's what it is. So if there is no association of partners, if you believe in all the prophets, if you believe in the commandments of God, then, then you're a Muslim. We had a similar panel to this this morning, and 
was sitting here thinking, that's in the Talmud, the Jewish Talmud too, and that was, he who saves a single life is as if he saved the whole world. So one of you said that this morning, and that is also fundamental to Jewish belief as well. I really, truly appreciate everyone's time for attending. Uh, I know some of you may have, this is the first time you're here, and others of you that I see here have been attendants before, and so I'm pleased to see you again. This is one thing that we do, I think, as a community people and as even, even in our community. We get real passionate and we have an event and we show up and we talk about these wonderful things and then tomorrow we move on and we get busy with our lives. I challenge you and I urge you to continue this effort. Invite us to come and speak at your places of worship. We will have probably more dialogue and more discussion and more interfaith so that you're not just seeing a panel of Muslims we're seeing a panel of other faith leaders who are sitting together and having this type of discussion. And we've done this successfully at several places, but we'd like to host it here so that we can hear other perspectives and other thoughts. You know, we understand the challenges that we're all going through, and so I just want to recognize that you have taken time out of your day to be here with us. You didn't have to. It's optional. You don't get a tax break on Monday, but you, but you came. And so we appreciate that. This is an open invitation. Come to the masjid. Come to ICNM. Ask questions. This is not a place where you can't come. Please reach out to the board. Ask questions. As the imam said, all the, the panelists, I think, would be comfortable speaking to you regarding the questions that you didn't get to ask today. And you probably have a Muslim in your workplace or someone that's pretty close that you can have conversations with about various things. We welcome you to come back, visit us. Two things they'll say is that, you know, we ask God to give us knowledge that is useful and actions that are fruitful. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you. This was one of the best panel discussion I have ever heard. Thank you to all those who asked questions, and to the panelists who answered them, and thank you to the Islamic Center of New Mexico. At this moment in time, there are a lot of harmful narratives in our society surrounding Islam. Tonight, we are using this platform at Generation Justice to honor the month of Ramadan and the beauty of the holiday. Now we are going to hear from one of the older of our community, Sahibzada Muzaffaruddin, also known as Saab. Saab is Pakistani and was born in India. He is living here in Albuquerque at the amazing age of 96. Let's listen to his introduction about what Ramazan is. This is Christina Rodriguez with Generation Justice, and today we are talking about Ramadan. Welcome to Generation Justice. Do you mind introducing yourself to us? My name is Saab Zada Muzaffaruddin. They call me Saab. I am 94 years old. I was educated. I was born 
in a place in India known as Hyderabad Dakkan. United States of America opened the gateway for education for my children and their welfare, their well-being, their growth, and their prosperity. And I am proud to say that my children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren are doing a wonderful job. So this is my story. I am enjoying life now. I am a soldier. I am fit. I can walk. But I need some help every now and then. Thank you for sharing your story with me and welcoming me into your home. Tell me more about Ramadan. You know, we have got in Islam five pillars. The first pillar is the unity of God. This is called Vedaniyat, singleness of God. God does not like anybody to be his partner. He is almighty, omnipotent, omnipresent. The second pillar of Islam is prayer. And the third pillar is zakat, the charity. And the fourth pillar is fasting. And the fifth pillar is hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca. Ramadan is the month for the Muslims of the whole world. It's known as the holy month. It is obligatory for all Muslims except the children at a certain age. You have to be an example because everybody is fasting. You cannot fight. You cannot lie. If one can practice the discipline of fasting, one will have the self-restraint. It requires exercises, spiritual exercises, physical exercises, patience, perseverance, dignity in thinking, in respecting, in moving. So all these things are combined. There are three ten days in the month of Ramadan. The first ten days is the maghfirat. That means Allah forgives people. In the second ten days, it is you pray for your long life and prosperity. And in the third phase, you are again begging Allah for your forgiveness, which you know a person does from time to time. Nobody is free of sin. In the end, Ramadan is marked by a celebration, which is Eid. Prior to the prayer, you give a fitra. Fitra as prescribed by the law of that local country or city or township. So you have to pay before you pray. And this fitra is meant for the poor people who cannot afford. So this is the month of Ramadan. I am fasting. I always fasted. Why we do this? People who complete all the five pillars of Islam, they have a place in Jannah, that is the paradise. This life, the present life, is a temporary life. So in the end, I thank you very much for coming in here, listening to me, because very few people talk during Ramadan, because they are fasting, they are reciting Quran, they are praying, and this is our most precious these are our more precious days in which we want to be as close to Allah, as close to Muhammad, as close to our religion, as close to the human beings who are suffering day and night. We want to help them and help them a lot. There are two types of service we do. One is the service to God. Second service is to the humanity. Both are equal to us. 
because we are accounted for both these things. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Mr. Muzaffaruddin, for breaking down what Ramazan is for us. I had not known about the three ten days in Ramazan, which are to ask for maghfirah or forgiveness. And second ten days, people pray for long life and prosperity. And the last ten days are about forgiveness again. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this hour of understanding and celebration. We would like to thank our guests, Haris Ziai, Imam Fazil Ahmed, Imam Abdul Rauf Kampos Markadi, Ahmed Hassan, Tova Entreds, Mariam Salas, Sabiha Qureshi, Khalil Qasim, Sahibzada Muzaffar Uddin, and thank you to the Islamic Center of New Mexico for welcoming us. We would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you. KUNM listeners, our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Generation Justice is funded by W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from Khan Alma Health Foundation, and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. I am Riazullah Ali Kozai. We have some music to share with you as we end our program. Here is Hari Shahban featuring Safi with Ramazan Mubarak. Salam Alaikum by Harris J and Hamoud Al Khundar with the Kun Anta. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the holy month of Ramazan. Remember to do good deeds. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, especially to my mother Habiba, who brought me to this beautiful world. Have a good night.
اسمه يا تعالى